And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Plus minus. Curry, way down to bang, bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit there. <laughs> Plus minus. Hey, driving again. Oh, you're kidding me! Tell Marcus that he asked you know, that question about my defense. You hear that, Marcus? Anthony, you know me well, buddy. Y'all have a great night. I think you got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. So I called uh, Andrew Nimhard and asked him if it was okay to record this episode. And he, as the new owner of the Warriors, gave us clearance. So we are allowed to have a Warriors plus minus today. We can't, we don't have to call it Pacers plus minus or Andrew plus minus. Is he the man. sportsman of the year now? I mean, he beat the sportsman of the year, so I think that's Is how there, it works. Have we first, seen a rookie do that to the Warriors? First player <laughs> ever, not rookie, not rookie or non-rookie, veteran, whatever. First player ever to have 30 points and 10 assists or more against the Warriors in their first ever game against the Warriors. <laughs> hey, I liked him coming out of college. I think you go back, look at some of my draft stuff. I think I said, hey, you maybe. were a Suggs guy. Yeah. Not, hey, they, in the they didn't have that pick. Draft, they didn't have that I, pick. I picked him 28. Yeah, I, like at 28, draft. you're like looking through some of the guys like, you know what? A point. I didn't think he could do that. Who knows if he can keep doing that? But I thought he was a smart, tough point guard. And guess what? He's a pretty smart point, tough point guard. You know, I don't know if he's a great point guard, but he can do. She can do that <laughs> once in a while. It was pretty amazing. He just was lights controlled the game. He could. He did a Chris Paul. That's what Chris Paul does. Uh, that was very impressive. All star superstar. But but okay, you, were you guys there? I wasn't. I yeah, was, yeah, I had 49ers duty, but there were some major problems for the Warriors. I think the same kind of problems we've seen. That's what I think. Yeah, I think energy was really low. Um, yeah, it was it was it was rough. You yeah. could feel it in the building, like just just sluggish. I mean, right from the start. I mean, obviously the point guard uh, Steph goes three of seventeen. That's you know he you know. he's gas. He needs a day off. Hmm. Like he he was looking tired in the second game with that back to back. I I can my normal take on when Steph is tired is when he just stops driving. Completely, and in the and what was the game? The back to back game. They uh, Bulls Rockets. So the Rockets was the Rockets. Second one. All right, mm-hmm. Rockets. He takes of his twenty one shots, seventeen were threes. That was my first sign. He's tired. He's not. He's not driving. If he's not getting the calls, he's not going to drive. And he was gassed. You so, want the second sign? Steve Kerr. Obviously, they get Sunday completely off, but decides to also not do shoot around Monday. And mm-hmm. then his explanation was like. You know, this is one of the rare three and four nights that they've had. And he was like, and <laughs> he could feel the team being tired. He was saying this pregame, and then they came out, and you know, they're down double digits right away. By the way, to a Pacers team, no Tyrese Halliburton, no Miles Turner, on a no back Chris to back, on a back to back. By the yeah. way, yeah, so at some point, yeah, I get it, I understand, but this is 
like it's all at home. I mean, you know, I understand players get tired at whenever, but this is not like the most. Ta- so what's going to happen on this big road trip coming up in a week? You know, yeah, like, with two with two back to backs on it. By yeah, the way, I mean, this is they are we know set what's going to happen. Yeah. We've already seen what's going to happen. Yep. They're going to lose. Yeah, <laughs> two and, and four or something. <laughs> so then they're going to get under five hundred. Like there's like they're looking at getting back under five hundred again. You know, whatever. It's a long season. But, uh, you know, part of managing a, an older team. But I don't think that's a great sign. <laughs> that's, that's not a, I didn't have Wiggins. Understandable. But as Slater mentioned, they didn't, Pacers didn't have a bunch of guys. It's a bunch of their best guys. And don't worry. They have a very easy home game before the road trip. Uh, Celtics on ABC <laughs> Saturday night, this Saturday. Finals rematch. Um, yeah, Celtics, who are like the greatest offensive team in the history of the NBA right now, uh, who are dying, dying to play the Warriors. So, yeah, that might be a pretty uh, interesting. But, but, you know, as we know, like Warriors get up for those games. So so we'll see. But I think I'll just say like my conclusion for that is even, you know, no one Wiggins come back. They need another player. I, I've been saying this for a while. I think they need another player like energy, whatever. They just need somebody who can go guard somebody. Andrew Nemhard, you're not scoring on the next five possessions. The way GP2 did it last season, they've had other guys. When you throw out that pool, Clay, Steph perimeter, I mean, even without Halliburton, they were getting, like, exposed. Did you they, see the stats I put in the uh, – I wrote the postgame article. That three-man combination, which obviously started yesterday – um, they are now, they were minus 15 together yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're minus 17, which isn't some crazy number, but I think they have like a 116 defensive rating together. They have of any of their like top 25 highest three man combos. They have the worst rebound rate. And what's, you know, I guess probably concerning like last year they were dominant together. They played 121 minutes together last year. They were plus 96. It was like some insane that rating. Um, I, you know, that's, it's just not working as good this season i don't think it works well without wiggins i mean i know it's smaller with looney off the floor and wiggins in there but somebody's got to guard somebody like that is a real problem when you have three places to to attack and no one who can guard the, the top guy and that's wiggins it just you know underlines how valuable we all know how valuable yeah wiggins but is. he hasn't Ooh. been that guy either though. he hasn't yeah like, he's better you know, at that than, yeah, you're right. yeah he's better he's at it than they are a bit yeah i mean dante dante looked pretty good at it in stretches he could at least put Ball pressure to me, it was weird not to see more Andrew, uh, uh, Jonathan Kaminga. <laughs> it was just like that's the guy. Like it's don't it, you got to be a different level defender, like an expert defender, like a GP two when a guy's already hot to then go cool him off, right? That's that's a tough task for somebody like Jonathan Kaminga to do. Like all right, he's rolling now, yep. go shut him off. It's like nah, you need to you need to you need somebody on him from the beginning so he doesn't get going. At least they don't have those type of defenders. They don't have a defender to say, go turn off the faucet. Yeah, well, you know, that's somewhat, isn't that somewhat of the disappointment in Moses Moody right now? You know, I mean, the thought was three and D, you know, he played eight minutes. And, you know, I, I, as we saw in the Houston game, he can hit threes. Like you really trust his shot, but the defense, particularly like on ball defense is just, it's not there. It much more is there with Kaminga. There was some people that were a little curious, like why is Kaminga not in the rotation to start the game? He doesn't come in until eight minutes in the second quarter, but he's guarding Nemhard down the stretch and he fouls out. So, I mean, you pretty much maximize the possible minutes you could have with them since he picked up six fouls playing overly physical and a T on his way off the floor, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it is their point of attack defense is has been downgraded from last season that's and and 
like it's it's the point of attack, but the problem is well, not the problem, but one of the problems with their point of attack defense being bad is that they don't really have that backline protection. And it feel like that used to be better too. It's like if you get past your man, and often that's what the pick and roll is. That's what Nimhart did. He just worked the pick and roll to get by. Like that's pretty much it. You you got a mid range at the rim, or or you're getting all the way in, or somebody's getting a dunk. I don't know what it is. Their rotations. There's something really off about how they defend the paint once the player is in the paint. It reminded me of that play-in game where John, remember Jodges at the end was like, look, I'm going to get to the dotted line. You can't stop me from getting here. And once I get here, I do what I want to do. And But it was it was Nimhard this time. Right? Remember yeah. Jaw doing that in game two also of yep. the second round? This is post-Payton goes out with the injury. And he was just going by Clay. He was going by Poole. He was even going by Wiggins. So, yeah. And no rim protection. Yeah, I That's think what, what Wiseman was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not going to be Wiseman. I think what happens is Draymond. I think a couple times Draymond took them hard, like as he tends, like let me get this guy for a possession. He was coming, you know, he was having to come out because they were so weak, they were so exposed on the perimeter. Draymond was coming out to try to stop it to be an on-ball guy, and so when he's out twenty-four feet from the basket, then he's not that backline, you know, and he's not Dikembe, right? He's not Gobert. He's well, not he's not even Draymond Green of five years ago as a shot blocker. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? As an actual yeah. rim protector. He contests. Person. He's there. But, yeah, he's not a guy like they're going to say, I can't get in there. You know, the, the, look who's there. In a way, like the Warriors were doing with Jalen, Jalen Smith, by the way. Like they're like, ah, maybe not. Uh, and, and the way they were defending Steph, and again, not a great night for Steph, obviously a bad night for Steph shooting. But, like, they were the, – the bigs were defending him. Like, they were active. They were switching, and they were not, like, doing drop in any way. And he couldn't get around them. No one else could figure out a spot. Again, maybe it's tired legs. It's Wiggins. But I think that's a little bit – like, if if you can play stuff like that and no one else is jumping in there, clay for a little bit, pull for a little bit. But they didn't have that other thing. And, you know, there's some, there's some definite issues here, I don't think they're killer issues. I think they can be fixed, but uh, the pieces did not fit against, again, a, a severely undermanned Indiana team that we would say, even when they're fully manned, is not a great team. Warriors should win that game at home. Like that should be what they do. I mean, we, we see these games all the time though. Right. And I, I do think a big part of the Pacers, like if you, if you want to put, figure out a kryptonite for the Warriors, it's youth and athleticism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So th- it you, don't even matter. They were comparing it to the to playing the Pacers last season. I don't know if you remember, but they came in without many players. And yeah, beat absolutely. The Warriors. Yep. Yeah, yep. again. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, post game locker room. What you're saying, Marcus? That's what the players were saying. They were just like, yeah, they were. It's weird to play them. They don't have patterns. They're just like frantically going around. They're like probably trapping when they shouldn't trap at times. They just sometimes they they do prefer to play like veteran teams. They're like you know you oh, play always- Phoenix. You just kind of know how they're going to operate. They just had no clue how, how Indiana was going to operate. Kind of goes are fast and athletic yeah. and, and a bit right? long and long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Isaiah Stewart alley-oop, a few people in the locker room were like, what? Like, how did he even get that? You know, do <laughs> you remember that one? It was <laughs> like, oh, yeah. behind him a little bit, oh, yeah. a little behind him. He just threw it. I thought, I thought he threw it away. Yep. It looked like it, it was like an errant pass. He threw it away. Next thing you know, he's like hanging from the rim. You're like, wow, he got that. It was yep. crazy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, then, you know, this This is the other thing, too. Uh, this is going to be all year. 
people go crazy on the defending champs. Like you have the game of your life. And they, to me, they still get baited into to me. I mean, I look, I know they're shooters. I know it. I know Steve Kerr is not going to tell them to stop shooting. They take too many threes. That's the bottom line. If you look at these close games, you know what it is? Everybody else is getting in the lane. Everybody. If you look at all these games, it's somebody who's saying, I'm getting downhill, I'm coming off the pick and roll, and I'm working my way inside out. Just because you're the champions don't mean basketball philosophy doesn't apply to you. Jim Barnett will be saying, inside out, baby. <laughs> Work inside out. As 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 Kalen Azubuki says, break the paint. They don't even do that. They try to respond when teams get hot by going to hit two threes in a row and shaking the building. And it worked for the 18 and two stretch. It's just not sound basketball. It's not sound basketball to come down and chuck threes. And then Poole got to the basket whenever, like it felt like he could do it, whatever he wanted to, especially when they got a uh, buddy healed on him. Everybody was driving on buddy Hill, but they just decided not to do it. They go for, they go for dagger three sometimes. Like they're a young team. Like they don't know. Yo, we can two-piece this team to death. Like, we can methodically kind of, like, work them. But, like, if you're shooting threes against a young athletic team, those are long rebounds. You're literally helping the young team do what they can do best instead of methodically taking them apart. To me, that's Steph, that's Clay, that's Jordan Poole. That's the biggest mistake they do is they just they get so three-happy. Just like, yeah. Chuck, yeah, we're going to make five in a row, and then you're going to see how powerful we are. Yep. And it doesn't happen. Especially at Chase, right? Especially at <laughs> Especially Chase. Especially at Chase. But, it, you know, that's an energy thing because it's hard. It's later. Like, it takes energy to get in that lane. And you get bumps and you get tired. And, you're hoping for <laughs> and also, I mean, how many they, they don't have a ton of guys who like tough twos. They just don't. Wiggins is their, probably their top guy. And they've kind of told Kaminga not to do it anymore. So Kaminga doesn't take those get in the lane and just try to Which work for a mistake, shot. mistake, I think. Uh, you know, be does turn the ball. Like, but but the problem the is they're running the offense on the perimeter. Yeah, and that's and all. Like, that's what is being defended, too. Yes, yeah. but if you get Kaminga the ball at the elbow, now you don't need 58 handles. Dribbles. <laughs> well, I think, like, he, I think he's, scared to, he's scared to shoot from there. I really yeah, I mean, they're I mean, telling him to play yeah. like Draymond or Anthony Lamb or something, and then he's also out there at times with Draymond and Anthony Lamb, and DiVincenzo's out there, and he's kind of passed first, and it's like, you know, Steph's getting trapped. He's throwing it over the top, and then it's a bunch of guys dho in each yeah, other. Do not want to yeah, shoot Anthony, yeah, Anthony Lamb. Uh, I mean, do, yeah. do, does Kaminga not want to shoot, or he's trying to follow directions? He's trying to follow directions. I think he wants to shoot the court. Yeah, I think he wants to shoot the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, you instead of getting him on the perimeter, handing up, put the get the get that dude the ball, like, put him like on the, the nail, same way you put him on, put, put him on the nail, put him on the nails. Like they did it, they did yeah. it. One play, he spun baseline, got the dunk right, like. Put him in the uh, the post up spot of the split action against the matchup you want, and let. I'm sorry, I just I think we all like Steph Curry does not want his offense late in the game running through Jonathan. Yeah, Kaminga. it's just no, not late in the game. I'm just saying that parts of the game. Yeah, like, so I, they that's the thing they hit they shoot these threes and like if you're getting down, I don't know in basketball you're just like yo man, where do we go to get a bucket? Like where what is their bucket? What is their money play? It's probably the little split action split. to get the three. Yeah. Or it's you know it's Draymond high pick and roll for Steph and yeah. you know you 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 space the floor with usually Wiggins Clay. So yeah, there's one cool guy there. who they can do that like Marcus is talking about. It's Andrew Wiggins. He didn't play. 
uh, like he's it. It's or it's like dump it to Looney and he does eleven pump fakes in the lane. And he tries to finish. Man, I'm uh, thinking this. I'm saying add Kaminga to the list. Put yeah, Kaminga in a block. I think, baby. I think what's what's even if even if he's not being told that, what will get Kaminga out of the game faster? He passes the ball every single time, even when he has a lane, or he does two of those and and one of them's a turnover. He's out. He's out of the game. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He's got to be a little bit more patient because you know what else is going to be? It's going to be fouls. He's yes. going to draw a foul. Yes. yes. He's going to draw a foul. I think it could work like that, that way. It is not in this very early stage of John Kaminga being back in Steve Kerr's good graces. And he's seeing what he happened. To touch it. He yeah, like, he's uh, like, you uh, are, you are, get this ball out of my hands. I, I don't want it anymore. Nothing. You ain't pulling me out the I game. can only uh, get in trouble if I do. I already it. had to sit and watch the first 16 minutes of Anthony <laughs> Lamb. I may not play ever again. <laughs> and look what happened to Moody. Uh, like, that is just. By the way, Moody tried to do that thing a couple of times in his eight minutes in the first half. He didn't get another one. Like, takes two dribbles, and then he's just entirely in trouble. Like, all of a sudden, it's panic time. That's why he's not playing. And other than he also he fouls. Like, you can just see it. You know, we, we've questioned why he isn't playing more, and I think he still could play more. But then Kerr does I play. I mean, him. I hear you, TK, but Anthony Lamb is not looking great. He's not. That, that three he's point not like he's out here. That three-point stroke is not, not quite there. I, I, this is all relative. I mean, I'm sure Moody could play more. Kaminga could play more. Lamb could play less. But, again, I'm just saying I see why Kerr does this because Moody gets them into trouble. Like, Lamb doesn't get them into trouble. Moody gets them into trouble by fouling, which Lamb doesn't do as much, and also by doing that two-dribble slow motion. Uh-oh, I'm stuck, and now Steph has – where are you, Steph? Please come here and get the ball because I can't do it anymore. That's problematic for the Warriors. They need another player. I'll just say they need an, another player to try to kind of alleviate some of that pressure. By the way, Jamichael Green, like, barely played in this game. That was Eight game. minutes, same as Moody. You didn't really see him much in the second half. They went really small. You know, and I thought it was a good move. I thought DiVincenzo gave really good minutes. So you saw him. DiVincenzo's tough. Like, he'll rebound. He'll fight, you know, on ball defense. Uh, That tip in, by the off the missed free throw was pretty damn good. I thought that was going to be. He's a really good rebounder. Always has been. The metrics have always like had him as one of the most elite rebounders at the guard position in the league. He just plays hard. That's to me, like. That's where the Pacers won the game and they just play hard. They got a bunch of young dudes who. They just go. And that's like, you know, not to make this a Wiseman thing or coming. <laughs> oh, no. That's what they want to see. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to see that. You want to see dudes just reckless abandon, just go, like, play hard. But Dante is like, all right, that, I'm game for that. And that's to me, if like Pooh had an area to improve, it would be that. Like, go get out there and scrap with them, dude. Like, you 23, you know, go, go scrap. Like, Nemhard is six foot three. Like, he's not insanely bigger than everybody he's just uber competitive and it's like i'm getting to my spots i don't care what you do he also probably just had an out-of-body experience so <laughs> you know it happened listen you're trying not to have guys have out-of-body experiences so like it's not like totally it's at some point it's within your power to limit that especially at the end of the game and they didn't do that uh pool has done that himself and, and we credit pool for it because he's like can do that sometimes in games it's just it's just going to be a difficult equation for them when it's Poole and Steph and Clay have to guard somebody. Like even when Wiggins play, sometimes they really do have to guard somebody. A lot of times they don't. So when they do, 
that is going to be an issue and and they know it's an issue and it it pulls Draymond away from what he does best because he's always got to be thinking help Looney's always got to be thinking help and guess what then their guys are alone you know how many times were was the Indiana player just standing in the lane like I'm now open give me the ball uh, because the other the big Draymond went to go put out yeah, a fire exactly the bigs have to come up and try to help out this penetration and boop his guys open behind couple times i think the guards might have been a little late on the rotation including number 30 which just kind of goes into the 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 fatigue that is part of this though like i don't think steph curry's having that great of a defensive season certainly not like the one he had last year clay thompson you know i think showed a lot in the finals against jalen brown and jason tatum like you know holding up better than probably we all predicted you know but he's still at a stage of his career where his defense is as we all know not nearly what it used to be you know, it's somewhat the veteran problems too. Yeah. And it's the long season that they just had like all these things understandable, but like they do have to kick it in at some point. And what I'm looking at is like, they've got this long road trip coming up and they are going to probably get splattered in it. Like they're just, that's the way it's going to work. If they don't, I'll credit them for it. So what's your, uh, at, what's yeah. your, what's your six game prediction? Should I read off the six games? Yeah. Read off the six. I'm just saying two and four would not be terrible. At I, Milwaukee yeah. to open it no. on a Tuesday night and on TNT. Back to back the next night in Indianapolis against these same Pacers, probably with Halliburton. Yeah. Um, and then an off day. And then at Sixers. And then an off day at Raptors, who athletic, young, yes. long. Yes. Um, and then an off day. And then it's a back to back to close it at Knicks at Nets. You know, you're probably expecting rest at, you know, for, for some of the main guys, at least one to two of those, you know, games within the back to back. So, and some tough ones throughout, you know, three and three is probably. Oh, three and three. Is, three and three would be, be great. Would be yeah, two would and be four great. is salvageable. But one and five is on the table. Oh, and six is on the table, frankly. So, like, you, they're coming back from that trip likely under 500 and maybe two or three or four games under 500. So, um, just be ready for that. That's what I'm saying. Just be ready. This is where they're at. And then all of a sudden, they're going to be out of the playoff, you know, rankings at that point. And they're going to have to fight their way back in. Like, this is stuff that's happening this season. You, you know, you understand it. And I think you have to make some adjustments for it. We will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. 
We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Chase Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. They've got Boston coming in, uh, and like like more at what point do you start just saying hey let's let's sit a couple guys like these are games for the Boston game for the Boston you're saying sit guys after two off days we're probably not gonna win on ABC on the (laughs) NBA's first ABC Saturday night game of the year they're gonna hype it as a finals rematch and you're it would be a great protest against the schedule (laughs) yeah three back-to-backs in the six Stretch, like. well, well, but I mean, but it, this is coming off too hot. Like they yeah, don't play yeah, Thursday, they yeah, don't play Friday, they don't play. No, nah, you just Sunday don't show, and they it, don't. It play ain't about Monday. that. It's about not showing your hand. Not, you know, what I'm saying you might see them again in the finals. You'd be like, hey man, we're not gonna show you. Oh, we, you we don't, don't want you, don't, you to see us while we're bad. Boston, you know yeah, so the, but Boston's gonna think if you do that, Boston, you, they can't beat us. So they they had to throw the white. Oh, flag. they can think that. Or they they thought that last year. They can think that all they want to. <laughs> They're playing all their guys for that. No, it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a, a, a picture of where they are. Like, because Boston is best team in the league. And like, then at Milwaukee, those that two game. Yeah, so you're going to get the best offense in the league. You're going to get the best defense in the league in back-to-back games. And it'll be a great measure of where you are. To beat, look, isn't all of this, Who's happy about all of this? Not happy they're struggling, but who's happy about all of this? This feels like all the impetus in the world to go make a move. Yes. Like, if if you're a proponent for them doing something, these next seven games, <laughs> including this last one, the I Pacers, think this eight Utah games, game is pretty interesting, you know, because they're not a great team, but they're tough on at home, and you just beat them. And if you get destroyed – that's a sign like there's things that they that you you do have these lingering problems you fixed it a little bit but they're still there i mean you know marcus was grandly uh, cynical about this you know eight and four whatever eight and three run they had like let's see him do it over a sustain and you're right marcus like i didn't think it was all fixed i think things the major things like kind of they just backfilled but they still don't have enough players that second unit can get a little wobbly and if the first unit gets crushed, they are in trouble. And, you know, that's what happened last night. I think yeah, the I, trouble you're seeing now is, you know, I thought, okay, you've solved the rotation enough. You solved some of the equations, but it was like, well, this is still relying on Steph Curry playing like, you know, yes. the unquestioned MVP. And it's like, okay, yeah, he's going to go through a, a down stretch probably at some time in the early winter, <laughs> which we're getting to. Like, he's going to go through a little bit of a slump. I'm not it, like three of 17 last night is probably might be his worst shooting night for the rest of the season. But he's going to cool down. And then if he's cooling down, you don't have answers elsewhere. That's the problem. Yeah, especially when Wiggins is out. But, you know, you, you don't always have your full roster all the time. And they haven't really experienced injuries. 
and they're going you might to have to make argue those. they've been the most fortunate team in the league. Yep. You know, from just straight injury perspective. Absolutely. I'm, After so, many I'm years, sorry. I'm sorry. We're usually we, we are not going to act like Rick Celebrini doesn't exist, and this was Lady Luck. This is all the greatness <laughs> of Rick. So what you call luck, they call Celebrini. Celebriniism. Celebriniism. Uh, we'll see again. If they don't have any injuries, the most the powerful year. man in the organization. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see. It's proven his worth. That's what's happening. Uh, he also, you know, handed them a couple uh, Pelicans losses along the way too. <laughs> but also, look at this. But I mean, I don't know what's going on with GP two in Portland. But GP two played for the Warriors, right? He got through the season mostly. He has not played yet for Portland. It's amazing to me. Like, what has happened? It's probably because he depressed. He had to leave. Yeah, he's not. I guess a pretty serious him. ab surgery. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, but I, I think they keep saying like it's they're not. They didn't say it was supposed be to be. Yeah, yeah it was supposed, supposed to be, to be pretty long, bad. Yeah. yeah, it was like any time now, any time now. But that's been since what, like November, and there's still no word on when he's going to come back. They didn't say like, Oh no, he won't be back till January. Yeah, basically. From what I heard though, that he was like, even when Portland was in, I think the preseason or early in the season, he was like indicating to Warriors people like some point in December. Mm-hmm. Seemed, even if like that wasn't Portland's direct messaging on it. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's lingering. And again, like I know this, like part of the reason they didn't want to commit to him, like over a long term at that type of money was like the concern about his body. He's, he just turned 30. Um, he had remember he had the hernia thing that yep. that impacted his camp last year. Obviously, you know, with his style of play, a little kamikaze like out there, it's very effective, but it leads to you know, he broke his elbow. Obviously, that was a very dirty foul, but you know, when you're up in the air that often, like you know, th- there is concern about his health long term. Yep. Same and, with Otto Porter, by the way, who yep, yep. uh missed the first part of Toronto season with a hamstring injury came back. And now I think he dislocated his toe. He's out currently like both those guys came with injury tags. Yep. And this is why you got to be careful when you're doing the free agent thing, because, you know, guys become available most often for a reason. And you got, you know, they did really well last season, like really, really well. And this season with DiVincenzo and, and Jermichael Green, maybe they went one for two or maybe, you know, you know limited amount of Jermichael Green is going to be just fine. He's not terrible. He does some things for them. Um, you know, they take him off the floor <laughs> sometimes too. But it's hard. It's hard to go 100% for this. You're not normally going to do And they needed it. You know why they needed it this season? Because Moody and Wiseman are not in the rotation. Like they are just scrambling for rotation pieces. This is why Anthony Lamb is, in the rotation like for the foreseeable future not to mention patrick baldwin patrick paul and uh you know ryan rollins yep. yeah ryan rollins yeah. they could use iguodala in there but i have no idea and iguodala, yeah. yeah they could use him in there and you know what if they get a couple injuries and, and like guys are out for a couple weeks like they're they might be having to play kaminga and and moody and i don't know about rollins who knows but like they they are not too far from like uh oh we're playing guys we really don't want to play. It's the way they built it. I understand it, but this is what when Moody and Wiseman were supposed to be in the rotation and they're not. I get it. I don't disagree with it. The numbers are you cannot argue with the numbers on, on their on off with those guys. But this is the problem when it gets to this point. You miss Wiggins and all of a sudden the whole thing spins out of whack because you just don't have reliable players behind them like who is their other small forwards like they, they just don't have I mean, you just gotta play guys you yep. just have yep. to play guys you yep. just have to play them and that that's one of the issues with being so tight-fisted about the minutes is 
like all of the minutes have to go somewhere. And right now they're going on the 30 year olds. So like you got to pay for that. Like we're talking about this in December. Like we haven't even gotten to the dog days of like right before the break, you know, where it's like, oh, we're still playing games with the all-star break coming. Right. You still got two months before you get to that part. So at some point you just have to like you can't play eight guys in the course of an 82 game season not when they're 33 34 yeah, you, you years old so whether it's now whether it's later it's going to happen whether injuries force you to do it or fatigue at some point they're just going to have to play he's just going to have to play guys he's just going to have to play him or get him out of here that's like or swap him out right that's that's the only other option because if steph you know, i mean you just look at steph and it's like he can't do this not for the if you do it for the whole season and somehow he survives, you just basically tank the playoffs because then you can't ask him to turn around. They go do it again. Oh, go, go, go. Yep. Yep. And, you know, he could get hurt. And and then where, where are they? They're in some, they're in some trouble. They're in, like they were last season when he got hurt. Uh, it just was real, really well timed because his injury happened to keep him off his feet for the last three weeks of the season. And then he was pretty fresh for those playoffs. And uh, pool just turned into like and, yeah, a pool. 45% like high volume three point shooter yep. at that time. Yep. And it was really good for pools confidence going into the playoffs. All, all those things were, were good, but uh, they, they, there are some holes in this roster. They're, they're very clear. I don't know. You think they're going to do something in the next before the deadline, like well before deadline slider, or is it going to be up to the deadline? My understanding, and this is like the message and I've mostly got on it is like, you know, like reassess in January, essentially like January is a time. I think most teams really start to, you're, you're deeper into the season. Um, I think these West standings eventually will start to, uh, you know, separate themselves into like the, the necessary tiers right now it's just a clutter maybe it continues into, into january but you obviously get past the december 15th you know i guess deadline or whatever you want to call it where pretty much all guys who, who signed contracts over the summer are eligible to be traded um and then other teams start to look you know as that it, to me like january 1 to the deadline is when everyone's going to reassess across the league. You know, what if you, you know, if Utah hits a down patch and, and Danny Ainge suddenly makes everybody available, you know, what, what if Chicago's, you know, there's been talk about Caruso lately, obviously, what if Chicago either, you know, ascends again or dips, like they need to know that over the next four weeks before they even seriously talk about stuff. So my expectation is uh, that, yeah, I do think the Warriors will, will probably come to the realization that they do need to to make some around the edge moves, and maybe we can get a little bit more into Wiseman. We probably need to do a weekly Wiseman update. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would just say they're not there yet because the calendar doesn't dictate that they have to be there yet. Basically, I mean, even they if go. they wanted to, is there's there's just not that many options available. Right Nobody's now. trading right now, yeah, you know. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. What if they go win and file on that road trip? I, I mean, that would inform them more that eventually they probably need to make a move. I just, I don't think it's like, oh, we lost this game tonight. Like, yeah, they're know. not that. Yeah. What's up? The, the Myers were don't be day traders. Like, you got to look at the whole picture. And I get that. But like, this is pretty well established. <laughs> they've got some flaws. Understanding it's 25 uh, games. Yeah. It's, they've got, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big chunk. It's 30% of the season, whatever it is. And they're getting, uh, you know, an immortal season from Steph Curry. Absolutely. This is an incredible season that is understand. 
understood and they're still not that great a team like that's a little problematic like what happens when he's not playing at the highest level possible which was last night and, and you saw some of that doesn't mean he can't do it in the playoffs doesn't mean he can't do it for huge long stretches but he has played as well as Steph Curry can play and that's really 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 great and they're not that great yeah the one thing that should both like it kind of like saves them a little bit in the moment, but it should also probably motivate them to upgrade come, you know, mid January, February is that look around at the West, like who is in a good spot right now. I mean, Phoenix is the best regular season team, just like they were last year. Is there any extra fear about Phoenix, especially no Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson has a torn meniscus. Like I'm Chris sorry, Paul. they have a champion on their roster now. Lee. Yeah, I mean, but he's having a great season. He's, he's having a great year, yeah. Fourth quarter. They can use Damian Lee right team. now. He this team. Oh, he could, yeah, he, he could. Um, but generally, like, you know, do you think there's, like, a bunch of fear? Do you see what Dallas just did to Phoenix last night in yeah. Dallas? That it'd be, was a, yeah. It'd be about that like 30 was... again. <laughs> in front crossed... of Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> I know, it was. Um, You know, go down the list. I mean, Memphis, sure. Like, Memphis is going to be a, a really tough team to beat in the playoffs but they're no different really than they were last year and new orleans um, new orleans, new orleans, is, the yeah, yeah, new orleans is the different new orleans is the different yeah and, they're, and they're Sacramento is different yeah they're tougher but to me it's not like like if if this warriors team was in the east right now you'd be like yeah you know i'm not even sure there's they'd a, be there's a four a, seat yeah. at best at best like they'd be like man you really need to reconstruct the roster to like have a shot whereas I you know the West. Oh, I see is, what you're saying. I see what you're saying. In the East, Boston, Milwaukee, like there. You're clearly, just like, how do you uh, reconstruct the roster? You know, for that those type of playoff series. You know, if you got them in round two, round three. So yeah, if Phoenix know. is the best in the West, that's definitely yeah. They got a shot at it. There's no. Yeah. I mean, they got thirty. They got thirty. I mean, they got thirty and twenty three. So they got a shot at any series. They just got to keep 30 alive to the playoffs. Yes, like. yes. <laughs> and they need to be in a right and position. 23. They got to keep yeah, 23 yeah, alive to, in the playoffs. And while doing that, they need to make sure they're not the seventh seed, right? I mean, they got to like manage this to get to the fourth seed, third seed if they possibly can, and yet not like burn those guys you know, to pieces. And Wiggins too, by the way. Like, like at some point, like he can't play 37 minutes every game. They they just have to like it's a combo thing here, and they hoped it was going to be with the young guys jumping in there for the minutes, and that has not happened. So now that's kind of re- reconstructing, you know, the, the the timeline or the 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 game plan as they go because they're just not getting these minutes out of these guys. And you know, Looney didn't have a good game last night, and we saw the tumbling effect of that. Like there's just they are really leaning on three or four guys. And and if those guys tumble over, that's, that's they don't that have somebody. Like, yeah. yeah, they don't have somebody that goes, okay, you know what? Because Looney's not great, we'll got Wiseman. And oh, you know what? Wiggins is having an off night. We'll just put Moody in there. That is not where they're at, and I don't think they're going to be there this season. And and this is how they have to kind of. Re- and Kirk clearly wanted to build up some wins here, and he did. You know, count on these guys to get them into the next round, the next stage of this season, which is this road trip we're talking about. Kind of did it, but I don't know if it's a, it's enough leeway to really, you know, the shock of, of them going one and five or oh and six is, is going to really hit. It's going to hit a lot. Of yeah, people. I mean, that was they they would be feeling some type of way coming off that just like they the oh and five road trip really shell shocked them. I mean, it, it honestly made them punt on the Wiseman yep. situation. when they, If they had just 
And, you know, there were a couple games, like Wiseman or not, they could have survived in Charlotte. They certainly could have survived in Orlando and Miami. You know, three of those games on that road trip, regardless it's of what all happened the difference in the right game. now, yeah. they're like third seed in the West, two seed in the West. They yeah. win those three games. Yeah, yeah. they could have won those. And then, you know, they, they would have just been a little, much less tension around the whole situation uh, when they just kind of reconfigured the rotation. You know, eventually that problem was going to reveal itself. Even, uh, But. Yeah, that's a you're you're right. Like a one and five road trip, or even a two and four road trip. I think you'd get there'd be some grumbling. I think um, especially or, if they get blitzed on some of those. Like yeah. if they go in there and don't have a shot at winning a game, that's a pretty jarring thing. And I think that I I would be surprised if you start hearing veterans talking at that point. Yeah, don't and we'll see. That might happen, but also like I don't know. I'm watching the league last night. It was funny. I was talking to both Looney and Curry in the locker room post game. Well, you know, they, they have TVs in the locker and NBA TV was showing a bunch of highlights. They had just lost to the Pacers. And I was telling both of them, like, you see some of the results across the league tonight. It was like Houston beat the Sixers. The Thunder went into Atlanta and beat Atlanta. You know, Dallas obviously blew out Phoenix. I think they're uh, I'm trying to remember that. I think there was one more kind of crazy one. But it's just like everybody's beatable right now. I mean, the Lakers went into Milwaukee the other day and beat, uh, and beat the Bucks. And like, yeah, blast. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Could Bucks could not guard the Lakers? <laughs> yeah, I think they put up like one thirty two. I mean, Davis is playing crazy right now. I oh, it was. Davis. I think it was it the Hornets almost beating the Clippers because they. I think the Clippers were losing for. A yeah, yeah. Kawhi, yeah, Houston, Kawhi had Houston, a game winner. Houston win last night. I, Houston, I know Houston, Houston won a double Harden and uh, yeah. the Sixers in Houston. Yeah. So uh, that, yeah, you're right. I mean, weirdness happens. You, you want to be above that. If you're the Warriors, you're not. You're in it. You're in this confusing mix, but. Like that's the, every one of these teams is a five game losing streak out of looking really bad. And the Warriors are in that, you know, if they were the 18 and two season, they were not in that. So this is the conversation. They still got the people. Yeah, but they, they could do a five game win streak. Though, they could. Right? They, well, they're they, not they going to do it. They're not going to do it on the East Coast road trip. I'm, but I'm they just did it, sure. right? They did. They lost. They at lost home, six games. Yeah. And then they, they, you know, went on a little 10 game run, whatever, eight, Seven and three. They went from three. They went three and seven the first ten. Seven and three the next ten. And they were this 10 is probably 10. their year, right? It's going to be. Uh, yep, <laughs> they're yep. going to take ales on the road, make up for them at home. Do you remember L's. the uh, playing season a couple of years ago when they just sat at five hundred the whole season? They mm-hmm. like almost never went like two games or more up from five hundred, two games lower, and then they had the six and zero oh home. Tk, are you not predicting another fifteen to five run? Fifteen to five. Well, maybe season? after after this road trip, let's get after this road trip, and then maybe not, it's gonna be sketchy. And then they're gonna go on a run at the end. You uh, need to put they, JTA into the rotation. JTA, oh, wait, no, yeah, and they need to uh, get Wiseman out there. Oh wait a minute, they did that already. Uh, hey, it's entirely capable of it because they've got Steph Curry playing like this and they've got other really good players, but it is going to take that for them to start really feeling good. And, and, and they're not there yet. And um, you know, the, when they're back home for a big homestand, things will feel better again, like they were for this last one. And, I, and again, we get all that. It's just like, I think the defense is the main, like all the second, second unit is part of this. Yeah. They can't go. But man. if you can't consistently rely on your defense, then there are just issues you're going to have where you're going to get hit like this. It, you know, once a week, twice a week on the road, three times. Like you, you just, they can't rely on that for like every single level. They're not as good as they were. 
And that is like really problematic, I think. It's just, just for the, the feelings within the organization that this is just like, wait a minute, what can we count on? Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, but not the whole package defensively. And I think that's going to be really, really harsh to see on this East Coast road trip, this Eastern road trip. Currently 20th in defense for the season, eighth, eighth in the last 10 games. So it has been getting better. But, yeah, I mean, you saw the problems last night. They just didn't have answers. Yep. And it's on the perimeter a lot, you know, just which scrambles the back line. And I don't know, you know, if you've got Clay guarding, you know, Matherin, which is what it was. And Matherin wasn't great, but it just made them have to adjust to other things. And, who you know, you had Kaminga on – Nemhard and you have Steph, you know, you just have some issues there that Steph had some, some Nemhard and Nemhard did not mind going up. Quiet Looney game last night too. 14 minutes, what a minus 18 or something. He's getting cooked in the paint. He looks slow. They all look slow and that might be an energy thing, but. But that also hurt their defense late because, like, you know, Looney, I think, quietly really, like, erases a lot of mistakes. Like, yeah, okay, Draymond, he didn't go back to him, did he? I don't remember. No, no, he only played, like, 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, he does. He's he's very – but they needed other – they needed quicker players out there for other reasons. Uh, I You know, he was really – like, as happens, the Pacers just begging for the ball to get to Looney. Like, please pass it to Looney. He is open – Five feet from the basket, throw it to him now, and the Warriors would, and nothing good would happen. Like like sometimes Kerr just has to take him off the floor for that. But um, yeah, you know we've seen them. Well, they, they become we've super seen... vulnerable when Looney's playing like that, and that's become he saved them so much right over the last calendar year. I mean, we've talked about it plenty, especially in the playoffs. But like the the fact that this Wiseman draft pick has not worked out at all would look probably you know triple as bad as if Looney didn't somehow like morph into what he has and like this iron man who's pretty much stable every night but yeah you saw it last night like it was a bad Looney night and there's nowhere for them to go you know that last night is the type of night hey it's a really high energy young game Looney doesn't have it go to Wiseman you know like that's what the theory was it's just not there and again I don't want to wrap too much into it but um so the the they brought Santa Cruz to do a scrimmage and a practice yesterday at the facility pregame, like right around what, two, 3 PM or so all of the Santa Cruz warriors were at the facility. Um, they did a whole practice. So, you know, the staff could attend, watch scrimmage, whatever. Then they activated, they called back Rollins and Baldwin and activated them. You know, if it was a blowout last night, like, you know, some people would have predicted it should have been Rollins and Baldwin would have played, but they didn't activate or bring back Wiseman, I guess, you know, they just they he's down there. They want to, you know, I guess keep him down there, keep his mind down there. Um, but it's just it's kind of interesting. How many Warriors games has he missed now? Like seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, sounds it's right. In, it's in a, yeah, I mean, it just if Kerr said this was not going to be a short thing, and it is clearly not a short thing. And I was looking at some of his plus minuses down there. Like I think he's had one plus, but he's like minus eleven in G League games. Yeah, I, so. He he had a few decent ones to start. He had a a bad one against Stockton uh, two games ago, 
where I mean you could watch the highlights, but Nemus Keita, who's a second year Kings two way guy, had thirty eight and eighteen. I mean, plenty of people have talked about it. If you watch the highlights, it's not all against Wiseman, but it's a lot of Wiseman losing, you know, going at a pump fake on a guard and you just shoveling it to Keita or you know, I mean he was he was not good defensively that night. I mean, the film makes it obvious. I would say the most recent G League game was Wiseman's best G League game. I mean, not even just the numbers, like I think it was twenty four and twelve, but the fourth quarter down the stretch when Santa Cruz closed the game, he had three to four like pretty ferocious dunks he was he played with the most force and most like hey i am a lottery pick in the g league like i need to show that type attitude i'd say again it's one game he's Y'all still i sleep, think was like a man. minus six it's happening later <laughs> why is I this just, coming back to be the backup center they need i, I mean book it at some point <laughs> you book it they might try i mean like we all know the dynamics at play like at some point that might be attempted yep yeah, I think he needs about four <laughs> more of those, right? Convinced. He needs four you more of those later. Yeah, he needs <laughs> he needs a lot more of those games. I actually was impressed with his fourth quarter the other night. That's all I'd say. Again, these just like such like little, like small, small, small baby steps in a career that is not even anywhere near where any of us predicted it would be. But it's notable, I guess. Yeah, I just said, if you're Steve Kerr, you got yeah, I, I, that's great. I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna watch the, the highlights and then look. He's minus 11, minus 12, minus 6, minus 7, minus 9. That's not good. Like, just that no. in, in the G League, that that's how he killed the Warriors. And I'm a Wiseman guy. Like, I've been defending him for years. I think he's a massive talent. But he just kills lineups. He just destroys them. I don't exactly 100% know why. It just happens. And you can't ignore that. He's going to have to completely turn that around. Just that. He's not getting up here if he's in the minuses in 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 G League. He is not coming back up to the Warriors unless they have a desperate need. And an injury, you know, injury could it could change that. But, but I, I do think they played against like another example of that. And and uh, uh, what's the guy who used to be on Phoenix with the Pacers? Jalen Smith. Jalen like yeah. Phoenix. Same thing. Yeah. Couldn't get in the game. Bonnie Williams wasn't a fan. Right. It's up. What he look at him now? Like they didn't even pick up his third year option. Yeah, yeah they, they were done with him. Pick the, yeah, tenth pick of the draft. Tenth pick of the draft. Like yeah, yeah. Th- this is it. Like Jalen, Jalen Smith wasn't Halliburton was taken after. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yep. like, I believe he was. Like, yeah. but like he was a problem last game, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's pretty me, good. You know, yeah, he's no, a good shot blocker. He's developed yeah. decently well. That that we'll to see. me would be a great if Wiseman look at, follows that model, right? Whatever. What are they doing? Like, how has he made this transition from can't play for this Western Conference champion Phoenix Suns, right? To Western Conference champion? What? They were. They were. He oh, was on the team. Two, yeah, two years. He was, yeah. right. he was on that team, right? And then I, he was say, I thought, you, I thought you redid the postseason last year. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Western Conference uh, number one you, seed. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Much better. Much All right. But, but yeah, you know. Like that to me, like you looking at this guy and he gave the Warriors fits and he's not doing anything great, but he's just like, hey, I want you to do these things and just do them well. And Rick Carlisle's got him doing them. So just speed that process up for Wiseman and get him in there by January. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's easy. Press, press forward. Press, press, press forward. Uh, I think part of this, and I don't want to get too much in this, like, I think Wiseman is just too big to play for the Warriors. Like it's hard. Like Bogut was that big but he was so smart that he like you got to be able to move you got to be able to switch sides of the court you got like 
Well, I it mean, just, like part I of his he can move. He just doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't move quick enough to the right spot. But or how about you just change the system? <laughs> They're not changing the system. They're I'm not not like not like totally, but when when it was David West and them, they weren't running. No, but he was so smart. They like they could well, make like Marcus, we could do it because you're they, so smart. I mean, I'm not saying put him at the high post. Yeah, put him on the high post and let Marcus, run everything and let him make a decision. Now, I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying part of the plan was like Pool and Wiseman in the second unit running pick and roll, like spam pick and roll. That's where he fit, and it that is his best you know fit. The problem is those lineups got crushed because their defense got crushed. crushed. The, that is crushed. the big big problem here is that whenever he's he on the floor, guard. they get. Guard. That's Torch. what I'm saying. He's too big. He like when he takes one step, it's such a big step and it's in the wrong direction. He can't recover. It's like Jalen Smith is 6'10. Like he can like run around a little and bit. He's a, like a springy one, though. Yeah, like, he, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can get out on the perimeter. I'm not trying to kill Wiseman here. I think he's tried his hardest. I think he's a smart guy. I think all these things that you like in a person is he has those qualities he's just probably too big and too raw to ever play with steph and draymond in a productive way man you talking me into joe lake side you better figure this out he's seven foot one he's an athlete if you can't get 12 minutes out of him that's your fault oh yeah we're gonna hear about it I was... we're gonna hear about this uh i think after this show but um again this is coming from me who has i've defended wiseman i think he's a really unique talent but i just the numbers show 50 games in his career, short sample, but when he's the same player for them that he was as a rookie. So they're going to wait another three years for this. It, it's very hard for me to see that. And, you know, I'll just say there, and Marcus has suggested this too. There are people in the organization who have pretty much already come to that conclusion. Some people, not all of them, but there's some people who've already come to the conclusion that this is not going to work. And there might be others coming to that side too. And yeah, but 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 one of them decides whether or not. <laughs> yeah, one of them is paying the actual. <laughs> one contract, of them is the decider, so. <laughs> and, his, and his name is Anthony Slater. He's the decider. <laughs> the, the Anthony Slater is the decider of Warriors plus minus. What he does, he's not about. Uh, all, all the, right, all their decisions. Send us out of here. You don't want to be the decider, Slater. Oh, what do you no, mean? no interest. I will. I will. Uh, Detail, but not decide. Slater and I will have our breakdown of the 49ers Dolphins game on another podcast very soon. Yeah, yeah, man. You all right, by the way, Slater? You, uh, As I will, quote Bill Bel- I will quote Bill Belichick on to the Chargers, baby. Sunday <laughs> night on to the Chargers. It's still eight and four. But when did that happen? Did that happen on the drive home or did it happen third quarter in the seat? When Robbie Gold stadium? inched that 40, whatever, eight yard field goal yarder, over the goal. That was a hell of a kick. Uh, but it was a big kick. Yeah, you know, that was that was a whatever they're, they're paying like five million dollars for a kicker, which is really when the high, officials egregiously ruled that Mike Giusecki did not hold on to the football. <laughs> egregiously. No. Were you wearing a Dolphins jersey in the stands, Slater? You- Ricky Williams, old school. <laughs> hey, two two and nine took a hit. That's a yeah, 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 yeah to it himself yeah. took a lot of hits over too. the uh course of the season still solid we'll see sunday night again him against herbert by the way we talk about you know high draft picks with sliding doors moments and stuff in the wiseman draft uh dolphins took to a, a pick before herbert and they're facing off on sunday night football dun, 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 dun. all right Establishing Thank the you. drama. Sorry. I mean, you guys pulled me into the conversation. We did. We did. <laughs> of course we, we did. did. Of course we did. Of course we All did. All right. Until next time, let's see if the Warriors will be above 500 the next time we talk. I'm yeah. guessing no. I'm guessing, guessing no. Man, Man we'll long. see.
We'll I'll see. Go I mean, yeah. it's, it's before the road trip, right? So it'll be right on the borderline. Right on the borderline. This well, they got to win at Utah. Yeah, the Utah game's big. It's a big game. Like, they get crushed there. That's going to be really, really a signal about what might be coming. So we'll see. All right. Until next time, we'll holler. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.